The second most comment I've heard behind the communion line one is, um, is my volume one. So I told some people I would try to use my inside voice today. And, uh, but I don't know. Good luck. Probably not going to happen because I'll get excited as I'm going and thinking and preaching. Um, but I'll do the best I can to be a little bit more inside voice. Uh, today, we um, are confronted with the Luke's version of the Beatitudes, which includes blessings and woes, and different than Matthew's version, which happens up on a mountain. Uh, and again, Matthew's, the Sermon on the Mount happened on a mountain, right? But Jesus probably reused some material, absolutely, most good preachers do. Um, and so this is a, now up also on a level plane, where level with people, right, sharing their burdens, uh, that's God coming down to our level. This is what God does when he teaches us, right? God becomes one of us. Jesus became one of us, so it's not just God up on the mountain proclaiming from on high, which he does and is good, but it's also God becoming one of us, standing right in the midst of us, right? If I had a wireless microphone and was more bold, maybe I would go stand down there, except I need my notes from my phone and it wouldn't look so good, um, you know, looking off my phone in the main aisle. But anyway, the point is God comes, he stands right in the midst of us. And he teaches us as one of us, not just um, as a far away God, but part of the incarnation is that God became one of us. And so he teaches us as one of us, sharing life with us. And he teaches us today, he gives us these blessings and woes. And what I think we should learn from this first is that we need to always have the big picture in mind, right? Because when Jesus says, Blessed are you who are poor, blessed are you who are hungry, blessed are you who are weeping. Um, It's like, really? Like, are are you serious, uh, God, right? And woe to you who are rich, and woe to you who are filled, woe to you who laugh, right? Like, again, really? Now again, it's the laughing's not a mortal sin. Absolutely not. We should have joy in life. But what we need to learn, and what God, who enters into our creation to be one of us, teaches us, is that... We need to have the right big picture, right? We have to have, we have, to have the right big picture. Um, it's Super Bowl Sunday, so I'm going to use a few different football examples. Um, if I have Matt Stafford or Joe Burrow, right? I know who Matt Stafford, I didn't know Joe Burrow because who pays attention to the Bengals, right? But if Matt Stafford or Joe Burrow, right, if their goal in the Super Bowl tonight was just to get as many rushing yards as they can, right, to run the ball as far as they can, um, like, no, that you don't have the right big picture. Your goal is, in fact, to stand back a little bit and to throw the ball further downfield than you can probably run through some really big guys, right? Um, that's, that's the goal. What's the big, or again, if the goal is, well, we just got to get 10 yards, right? Then we win. No, you don't. You have to get 100 yards, um, and then you score, and then the game goes on. Um, so the right big picture. If we don't have the right big picture, we, we set our sights wrong. We're aiming for the wrong thing. And then we go about it in the wrong way, right? We don't, if we're not aiming for the right ultimate goal, then we're, we're, we go about it in the wrong way. And what's the right ultimate goal? What do we want? Heaven. Heaven. We all, as people of God, should be aiming for heaven. Rejoice and leap for joy on that day. Behold, your reward will be great in heaven. And so, the promise that we know that heaven waits for us means that we are in this life able to make certain decisions and have certain, do certain actions and live a certain way and even sacrifice because we know that it's not just about fulfillment in this life. If Christ has not been raised from the dead, 
eat, drink, and be merry. We are the most pitiable of people if Jesus isn't raised from the dead. But he is. God is alive. Heaven exists. And we aim for that. And that sets us on the right way. It's worth even sacrificing for in order to get to, I want to get to heaven. Uh, I just started reading a book this morning, actually. So I don't know if it's any good because I'm only a few pages into it. Called Good Burdens. I can't even remember the name of the author because I, I literally just started this morning. But Good Burdens, about how we take certain burdens on ourselves out of love. And it's worthwhile, right? The burden, the burden of getting up in the morning, right? Why? Because I want to go to church, right? And so I'm going to even get my, my car out on a little bit of a snowy morning and I'm going to drive myself here to St. Joe's Church. Why? It's a good burden because it's out of love, right? Or when we care for a family member, when we spend time with our family, it's a good burden because it's out of love and good things, right? Um, family, particularly like spouses taking care of each other, parents taking care of their children. These things are, yeah, a bit of a burden at times, but it's all undertaken out of love because it's not just about fulfillment here and now. It's about the, the lifelong and even, because we're Christians, eternal fulfillment. That we want to be full for all of eternity. And so we take these good burdens. That's the big picture. So as a result, we need to then be careful to not get trapped in superficial thinking. In just immediate here and now thinking that I just want an easy reward, right? We, we got to go for the easy reward. I want to go for what feels good right now. Again, this book that I just started um, this morning talks about how particularly our technology gives us like immediate comfort and convenience. And okay, those things are, are okay now. But like if I'm spending more time on my phone than with people I love, then the comfort and convenience and the immediacy of technology and that little dopamine you get when you get a text message or something, or the dread, I don't know, but whatever it is, it, um, it's just like, no, that's, that's passing. I shouldn't be in a room with people I love and spend my whole time looking at my phone, right? It's good to give up some of the superficial right now in the immediate moment it, because of the deeper relationship. And so we're able to make those, those sacrifices, those small sacrifices. We shouldn't just trust um, superficial success even, right? All success has to be measured by, um, by getting to the goal. Again, it would be like if I, if I watch in the Super Bowl tonight, I'm like, you know what? That was a really good first down they just got. Like it was really, yeah, but they, they didn't convert it, right? They didn't get anywhere after that. So they got a first down and then I'm, they went three more downs and punted. It, okay, you got a nice first down. Good for you. You didn't score. Um, well, we, we want heaven. And so we want to be sure that we're not aiming at just superficial success. Oh, I look really successful right now, right? And that's where our Lord tells us like, blessed are you, I would say, who put your faith in the fact that you're rich. Oh, I have a lot of money right now. Yeah, well, okay, that may not always be the case. And money can't buy happiness. Anyone that has a lot of it can tell you, money doesn't buy that deep. Money definitely can't buy love, and love brings us true happiness, right? Um, so if we trust in our riches, or filled now, I'm, I'm so full, I just had a great meal. Okay, good. In about, you know, six hours or so, you're going to be hungry again. So if you just put your faith in, I had a great meal right now, and I feel so full. And isn't this what life is about? No, because that's going to get digested and you're going to get hungry again, right? Um, or blessed are you who laugh now, that it's all about just the momentary pleasure. 
It's just about the momentary excitement, right? No, momentary excitement and pleasure can be helpful if it's leading us toward the goal. That we laugh and we rejoice, but we rejoice and be glad in the pursuit of heaven, in the pursuit of higher ideals. Um, I just want to kind of conclude this with a look at what this means for our parish, our parishes, right? That we are, we're aiming for heaven, that we, we want heaven. And so that should be the direction that everything that we do in our parishes, all of our programs, our activities, our coming to Mass on Sunday, what's it all for? For heaven, right? We're actually aiming for heaven. It's not just about, I go to church every Sunday, so I'm going to go this Sunday. Why do I go to church? What's the why behind the what? Heaven. I want to get to heaven. And as a pastor, I'll tell you, I, I, I try to not get short-sighted. Everything we do, as, as you know, the parish leadership, myself, Father Gutierrez, all of our wonderful staff, um, all of our ministers, everything we do should be for heaven. Every action we take should be aimed at, is this getting me closer to heaven? Is this in line with me going to he- trying to get to heaven or not? We don't want just cheap praise or cheap fame, right? And it's a reality that our parishes, they may not, you could look at, oh, look at that parish. I'm not going to point down the road that way because that one is a very successful and good parish, right? And I bet they're all aiming for heaven about a mile down the road that way. But, oh, look at those other parishes. They've got so much money and so much people and so many programs. But is it aimed to heaven? For a lot of them, absolutely. But for some, maybe we've lost sight that it becomes just more about the people, more about how much is in the collection, more about um, how much is, how many programs we have that we can brag to the archbishop about. No. What's the goal? Are you, when I, hopefully, when I hopefully get to heaven one day, I hope to see every single one of you there, right? Every single one of you. That's the goal, that we get to heaven. And if that means that in this life, we're going to bear some, some good burdens, but some, make some difficult decisions and have to really amend certain ways of our life, absolutely. We trust in God as a parish because we're aiming for heaven. We, in God, we trust more than anything else. Um, the psalm, the responsorial psalm that we so beautifully sung, uh, is one that you should probably memorize the number of. It's the only number I have memorized. It's Psalm 1, right? It's just Psalm number 1. And so how does the, the book of Psalms start? It's the two ways, right? Blessed the one who follows not the counsel of the wicked, right? Lives in trust in the Lord. Those of us who trust in the Lord, blessed those who trust in the Lord. Like a tree planted near a running water, right? That always has a source of life. No matter what storms or difficulties come, picture that tree planted right near a flowing river. You're never going to run out of water. When we trust in God as a parish, we will never run out of the water of life, God's life. God is always constantly nourishing us. But not so the wicked, not so. The wicked who trust in themselves, the wicked who just want to go their own way, the path of the wicked, they're like chaff. Right? Weeds. What a chaff. I don't know. I'm not a farmer. Chaff is something. It's the straw, right? And it gets, gets blown around, right? It's just blown away. The wind drives it. It's like that light little snow that the wind's going to blow and it's gone, right? We put so much effort into just getting the snow to fall. No, we don't. But, you know, it, and then it just blows away like nothing. If we put our effort as a parish in worldly success, a big wind is going to come and gone. It's just totally, no, we trust in God. We are planted near a flowing water. We are always nourished by God's life. And so as a parish, that's what we have to do. As all of our parishes coming together, this is what we do. We are aimed at heaven. 
every single one of us should want to be there. And each of us should have a personal responsibility that not only do I want to get there, I want to get the people around me to heaven. I want to actually be with you for all of eternity in the love of the Trinity. And so let's keep our mind focused on that, going the right way, the path of love, the path of the just on the way to heaven.